Hey, Amanda, remember that time one woman scammed multiple Roman emperors? Remember that time in historical podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Webb. And I'm your host, Anna Webb, and this is a podcast where two sisters totally geek out about all their favorite moments in history. And that took me two takes. Some I, days it does. I lost track of what I was saying in the middle of a word. I was like, what is going on? What I- <laughs> What's the end of this sentence? <laughs> I didn't know where I was. I'm very tired today, yeah. y'all. It's gonna be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. To start, I have a correction. A correction. Last week, last week, I forgot to se- tell the Sawyer joke. Right. Sawyer sent me a Sawyer joke, and I forgot to tell it, and so I felt the need to um, correct that. If you remember, okay. last yeah. week was um, about the newsies. Yes, and the newspaper so here's, strike. Yeah. So here's the joke. Okay. What's black and white and red all over? What? A sunburnt penguin reading a newspaper. Excellent. <laughs> Mm-hmm. there were so classic. many ways that could have gone yeah i texted them way. for a joke before we started recording so we'll see if they get back to me so will there be a sawyer jokes today i don't know i don't know we've it's got we've got a backlog yeah. <laughs> yeah. accidentally we we added an extra yeah we got we got a little tied up there um yeah. okay well before we get into today's topic would you like a drink update of course I'm having some apple cider. Ooh, lovely. It's a cozy Sunday afternoon here in Pittsburgh. It's rainy. Yeah. Below 80 degrees for the first time in, in many, days. many, many days. So it's like, it's not a hot cider, but it's still like. Mm-hmm. And it looks like your mug is um, thematically appropriate. Yeah, this is my Gemini mug that I'm drinking uh-huh. it out of. So, yeah. But the art on it is. Like, Very Roman-esque. Yeah. Yeah, it is. You're right. Of the twins. I like it. I'm drinking water. Nice. Classic. And it's water. <laughs> it's great. Sure is. Nailed it. And it's and it's great. <laughs> All right. Well, today, we're taking it way, way back to Rome, to ancient Rome. It's been mm-hmm. a while since we've talked about anything from the ancient world. Um. And if you've listened to any of those other episodes, you will know, like, there's only really so much we can talk about in the kind of time constraints of this podcast. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be going really deep into all of the, like, wars that are going on while all of this is happening. We're here to talk about the person. And that person is Agrippina the Younger. Nice. And I chose this because I've been thinking about talking about her for a while, ever since a long time ago, the Mythical Kitchen show, uh, Meals of History, if you're familiar with Mythical Kitchen on YouTube, they do this show where they make food from history, and one of the writers on the Mythical team always comes on and like dresses up as a something they play something a that is a, a, that a appropriate to the time period or yes. to the story that they're doing or whatever yes and in one of the episodes she plays julia agrippina agrippina the younger and i was like i don't know a lot about that person but i'm very interested so back when the episode came out like a long time ago i kind of looked into her a little bit and kind of tucked it in my brain for maybe a future mm-hmm. podcast episode and i just decided now was the time Mm-hmm. So get ready. Um, I'm going to apologize in advance because there are a lot of names to keep track of. And family trees in this time are bonkersville. So we're going to do our best. And all of them have <laughs> the same 12 names. Yeah. <laughs> especially the royals and the rulers and yep. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do my best with pronunciations, but, you know, no promises as per usual on this channel. I love it. <laughs> this, this is channel. also very... Uh, um appropriate for me right now because i just saw the new indiana jones movie excellent and they talk a lot about um archimedes so my brain we're not going to talk about that but right but it's like in that ancient (laughs) world space and i'm also reading song of achilles right now so that's like wow look at us i know i'm feeling it okay so are you ready i'm ready 
So, Julia Agrippina is born November 6th in 15 AD. One other source said 14 or 15, but basically everything I found said 15. So that's okay. what we're going with. Um, and she is born in a Roman outpost on the Rhine River, which is now in Cologne, Germany. And we're going to oh, kind of okay. touch on that again later. Um, but her father is Germanicus. How appropriate. He is... Modern a, day Germany. Yeah. He is a very well-respected um, soldier. The people of Rome love Germanicus, right? Okay. He is an adopted son of the second Roman emperor, Tiberius. Okay. And Tiberius is the person who is on the throne at the time of Julia's birth. So, like, kind of like her grandpa, sort of. Yeah, so I mean, he's adopted. Here's, here's the other thing about this time. They were all just adopting each other's kids constantly. Yeah. Because if they wanted somebody else to be their heir, they would just adopt that person. Right. So, or just like, come live in the royal house. Yeah. We, uh, you are noble and we want you to be a part of our family. Like, There's going to be a lot more of that. Okay. As the yeah. story goes on. Um, okay. So her father is also the brother of the future, at this time, future Emperor Claudius, who we're definitely going to come back to. Okay, but just okay. remember that. Claudius okay. is Agrippina, Julia Agrippina's uncle. Uncle. Okay. okay. Also, we're not going to continue calling her Julia after we finish talking about her parents. We're just going to call her Agrippina after that. But okay. her mother is Agrippina the Elder. Of course. Right. If she's the younger, there must be an elder. Exactly. Somewhere. And she is the granddaughter of the first Roman Emperor Augustus. Wow. Okay. Who you will know, of course, because he is Augustus. (laughs) Um, And Agrippina the Elder's mother, Julia the Elder, was the daughter and only biological child of Augustus and his second wife. So that is how she's related to Augustus. Okay, so she's got, got lots it. of different paths yeah. and connections to the emperor. Right, but are we, we understand so far. Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> so she is the first daughter and the fourth living child of Germanicus and Agrippina the Elder. She okay. has three older brothers, Nero Caesar, Drusus Caesar, and then the future Emperor Caligula, which that is not his name. I can't remember his name. That's his nickname. It means Little uh-huh. Boots because he would go off to war with his dad and he, they'd dress him mm-hmm. in little kids like soldier outfits. Of the, yes. Um, but we are going to call him Caligula. So that's what, that's what, that's what he's known as. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, she has two younger sisters, Julia Drusilla and Julia Lavilla. And we'll just call them Drusilla and Lavilla. All, all the boys Julia. all the boys have the same second name and all of the yes. girls have the same first name. The second name, the Caesar, is part of their line, right? right. That's why they all okay. <sighs> so now we're gonna call her Agrippina, and then we'll say Agrippina the Elder or her mother if we're talking about her. Got it? Okay. Yep. Okay. So in her childhood, Agrippina is raised mostly in Rome by her maternal grandmother, Antonia, while her parents travel in the provinces and her father is kind of off at war most of the time. Okay. But in October of 19 AD, her father, Germanicus, dies suddenly in Antioch. Now, there's a lot of speculation about whether he died of some sort of illness because he had been kind of sick. Or okay. if he, if his death was ordered by Tiberius. Now, why would Tiberius be trying to order his death? Well, because, uh, after he adopted him, especially. Well, ugh, Amanda, that means nothing. I know. I know. <laughs> he, Germanicus is very popular. And right. he is now Tiberius's heir. And we all know what it's like when you're <laughs> in ancient Rome, you're the heir to the throne. You want it now, right? So he's a threat to Tiberius, or at least Tiberius uh-huh. believes that he is. Um, so it's totally possible that Tiberius ordered his death. Okay. Not clear exactly Drama. what happened. 
Um, Drama. But after that, Agrippina is raised mostly by her mother, her uh, paternal grandmother, and her great-grandmother. They are all very important figures in Rome, and they really teach her how to survive this life as, like, a noble in Rome. Uh Um, So she's raised by powerful women, which is cool. Um, Agrippina the Elder is certain that her husband was did not die of natural causes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she starts spreading a lot of rumors around Rome to that effect and starts saying, like, my son would definitely make a better emperor. Right, my son, Caligula. Okay. As a result of this, Tiberius has her, so Agrippina the Elder, and her two oldest sons, Nero and Drusus, exiled. They're sent but to, like, not- a... Nope. But not the one that she was saying should be emperor. No, because he he wants him under his... Close. Okay. Um, so they're sent to a, like, prison colony somewhere. Okay. Um, There's so much. There... Uh, Amanda, it's a lot. While uh-huh. they're there, Nero is forced to end his own life, mm-hmm. which was very common back then if they wanted someone gone because they mm-hmm. didn't want it traced back, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Agri- it makes them look bad mm-hmm. culturally. Which like, we're going to talk about again later, actually, yeah. um, in a different context. Um, Agrippina the Elder is beaten very severely while she's there. Like, so badly that this is really gross. Um, her eyeball is, falls uh, out. Isn't uh, that disgusting? Uh, uh, but that's how that's bad, bad it was. Yeah. And she and her other son, Drusus, are starved to death. Sure. So they're all gone by, I think, 33 AD. Um, wow. So she's lost like half of her family now at this point. Wow. So I realized that was a lot of time where we weren't talking about the main character, but it's interesting. We need the context story. for how it affects yeah. her. <laughs> so meanwhile, she's still she's still in Rome, right? She was not exiled. Um, and neither was Caligula. Correct. Okay. In 28 AD, Agrippina is 13 years old. And Tiberius arranges her marriage to her paternal first cousin once removed. And we're going to just call him Domitius or Domitius. Domitius, I think. Because his name is long and I don't know how to pronounce all of it. Oh, wow. (laughs) And he. Nacius. I know I want to try. Okay. Nacius. Nacius. Domitius. Oh, wow. On. Oh, Barbus. Anobarbus. <laughs> I think it's Anobarbus, actually. Okay. I think um, that's how I heard it pronounced, but I'm bad at it, so I'm not going to try. And plus, I was mostly just... went by Demetrius, so we're good. Great. Great. He, I couldn't find his date of birth. He There was a wide spectrum for him. Huh. So at the time that they're married, he could be anywhere between 30 and 50. Who knows? That's no good. All bad. That's no good. Yeah, and also he is known to be just an absolute terror. Great. Like there are a lot of stories that he would again. This is gross, but he would like pull out his enemy's eyes. Dang. He once had an enslaved person like beat to death for like being or not being drunk enough when they were like at some sort of you know, thing where he was trying to get everybody. I don't know. And also he, like, there were stories that he had, like, run over a child with his chariot. Like, he's oh, wow. terrible. Oh, he he's sucks. Terrible. Um, okay, so, while all this is going on... Ooh, I got a Sawyer joke. Sorry. I got it. Okay, great. Okay. Um, okay, so while all this is going on, Tiberius is still ruling, and he is getting more and more paranoid. Um, and just because, you know, that's how... It is for Roman emperors at a certain point, I think. Uh-huh. And so he leaves Rome and he goes to the island of Capri. And he brings Caligula with him and adopts him and names Caligula as his heir. And okay. there's also, like, I don't want to harp on it too much, but Caligula was, like, probably uh, harmed quite a bit when they were in Capri, because there was, like, uh-huh. a lot of debauchery going on uh-huh. in this time. It's bad. 
So Tiberius dies on March 16th of 37 AD, and Caligula becomes emperor. So now Agrippina's brother is the emperor. Right. Um, he, lo- Caligula loves his sisters, and there are actually a lot of rumors and probably some evidence that there was like an incestuous relationship going on with him and all three of his sisters sure um but particularly with um drusilla he was that was like his favorite so anyway so he becomes emperor he gives them lots of honors um they their names are included in oaths that you have to swear to the emperor it's like you were swearing to the emperor and his sisters okay which was like not very normal no um they're also given the rights uh, rights of vestal virgins which was like a very high honor mm-hmm. um and they are depicted on coinage with their brother you can see images of the coins it's his face on one side and then on the back it depicts the three of them together and has their names on it huh which was interesting also not- um by the time caligula becomes emperor um agrippina is pregnant and she gives birth to a son on december 15th in 37 a.d um they name their son lucius domitius there's the last name again that i don't remember how to pronounce Uh uh-huh i know barbus i think um after uh, Domitius's recently deceased father. So Lucius is where they got that name. Okay. Um, and this child is going to grow up to be Emperor Nero. Okay. And wow. he is Agrippina's only natural child. The only one okay. to. Okay. So we are going to refer to him as Lucius for until we get to the point where his name is changed. Because that's like yeah. a point in the story, right? Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Wow. So that's Lots where we of, are. <laughs> this is this is one of those things where it's like sometimes you'll learn about people who are connected to like all of these very famous people and you just don't know about that one person who is the connection between all of them until yeah. you learn about it. Like she's yes. that. Like Oh, she is. Yes. You know. She's the I ne- cornerstone. I, I, I would have never known this person, but she here she is as like a pivotal point in like all of these stories. Yes. It's interesting. Totally. Okay, so in 38 AD, Agrippina's sister Drusilla dies, um, probably because of a, she probably has like a fever that kills her. Um, We don't Mm -hmm. really know, though, what the exact cause was. Um, And so at the time, Drusilla is married to a man named Lepidus or Lepidus. I think we'll call it Lepidus. I think that's the right (laughs) pronunciation. Mm -hmm. Um, And he is kind of considered to be the person who will be Caligula's successor around this time because, mm-hmm. you know, Caligula doesn't have kids yet. So, and Drusilla's, you know, his favorite and that's mm-hmm. her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dr- when Drusilla dies, Lepidus kind of falls out of favor a little bit with Caligula. He doesn't okay. care as much about him anymore, right? Um, and so he starts plotting with the other sisters against Caligula. Mm, um, okay. At this point, Caligula is getting very erratic. Because, <laughs> again, at a certain point, all Roman emperors just start to lose it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, really alienated the Senate. And the sisters kind of now see Lepidus as their new protector, because um, he's got some favor among other powerful people, and he is like legitimate to he can challenge the emperor, right? Mm-hmm. So in 39 AD, Agrippina and her sister Lavilla and their cousin, um, who is Lapidus, who is because by the way he's also their cousin. Um, they <laughs> they uh, set in motion a plot to murder Caligula. And it's known as the plot of the three daggers. Um, the point is to make Lepidus the new emperor. It fails. It just, it just doesn't go any well. Um, and so all three of them are found guilty. And Lepidus is executed. And okay. Lavilla and Agrippina are accused of adultery and then exiled. Okay. Because the whole rumor is like the three of them 
were in some sort of relation. That's the whole, okay. you know. Because cause when in doubt, <laughs> back in these times, just accuse them all of sleeping with each other. Right. <laughs> Which, you know, by the way, maybe they were. Who knows? Right. Because that's the world this was. Mm-hmm. Um. So they're in exile. And while Agrippina is exiled, her husband uh, passes away. Um, Lucius, though, her son, stays behind in Rome with his aunt, um, Domitia. And he he's raised by his aunt for a little while, but Caligula um, seizes all of their property, including Lucius's inheritance. Mm. Um, so he basically says, you got nothing. But on January 24th, 41 AD, um, Caligula, his wife, and their daughter are murdered. They're stabbed by their guards in a oh. in a plot to kill them. Classic. Yeah. Stabbed real. by the guards. <laughs> um, so who is now going to be the emperor? Well, the most logical choice is Agrippina's paternal uncle, Claudius. Remember now that? that's a man who's been biding his time. <laughs> yes, he really has. And he, it, it's pretty easy for him to ascend to the throne because, again, Agrippina's father, Germanicus, Claudius's brother, very popular. So people continue to relate this back to Germanicus, like, oh, well, he's the brother of Germanicus, we... Mm-hmm. We support him. He was in good with the emperor f- a while ago, and that was all well and he's good. related yeah. to him, so it keeps the lot. You know. Yeah. So he becomes the emperor. Claudius brings Agrippina and Lavilla back from exile, and he reinstates Lucius's inheritance. Okay. Now, <laughs> remember the aunt that I mentioned, Domitia. That was raising. Lucius. Uh huh. Okay, now at the time, she is married to someone named Crispus. After Agrippina comes back to Rome, she's a widow. Remember, her husband died while she was exiled. Uh huh. And Claudius is determined to find her a husband because she is widowed. She needs to remarry. That's like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he wants it to be someone that he's close with and that will you know, take care of his niece and Mm -hmm. their family. Um, So he asks Crispus to divorce his Uh wife, Domitia, and marry Agrippina instead. Okay. Now, remember, though, Domitia is Claudius's cousin. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, why are you ruining one marriage for another, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but it was more important to rehabilitate Agrippina's image because um, mm. she's a very important person. She's really influential. Um, mm-hmm. And so Christmas divorces his wife <laughs> and marries Agrippina instead. And now he is the stepfather of lucius and he can kind of manage his inheritance and everything okay he um just for the record he was very influential really wealthy and very powerful he had served as counsel or consul excuse me um to the emperor twice and um he was the adopted grandson and biological great great nephew of the historian Sallust. Huh. So he had like a pretty prominent lineage. Place in society and mm-hmm. uh-huh. Yeah. Um so Agrippina while she's married to Crispus persuades him to name her as his heir. Okay. And then suddenly Crispus is gone. <laughs> he dies. <laughs> In around 47 AD. Okay. And of course, the it's like, oh, she almost certainly poisoned him or something. Which, it's possible. But again, like, wow. we just don't know for sure. Mm-hmm. But it 
seems probable, frankly. Um, okay, so d- snapping back to Claudius for a minute here. Um, during the early years of his reign, he's married to Empress Valeria Messalina. And, um, <laughs> okay, so during the early years of Claudius's reign, Agrippina kind of keeps a low prof. She's like, she stays away from the palace. She kind of keeps things quiet. Um, but she does not like Messalina, who, by the way, is her second cousin on her father's side, because they're all related, you know? Uh-huh. Um, Messalina considers Agrippina's son Lucius to be a threat to her sure. son's position. So Messalina's son is uh, Britannica, I think. I have it somewhere else later. I think that's his name. Um, but if her yeah, husband decides that she's... Excuse me, Britannicus. Right. But if her husband decides that he likes Agrippina's son better yeah. than his own son. Yes. And Agrippina you know. is buying for it, right? She wants her son to be powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so Messalina actually sends assassins to strangle Lucius, like in his sleep. But the assassins come into the room. And they spy what they believe is a snake beneath Lucius's pillow, which is considered to be a bad omen. And so they book it. Ah. It wasn't actually a snake. It was a snake's skin that Lucius had, like, picked up and taken hold. You know how kids, like, just pick stuff up and take it with them? Uh (laughs) It's like their friend now. And he had put it in his room um, near his pillow because he was a kid. Um, and Agrippina, after she, you know, figured out what had happened, had the snake skin put into a bracelet that Nero, her son, Lucius, then wore on his huh. arm, like, as a, you know, protective. I just thought it huh. was interesting. That's so interesting. Okay, so a lot of other stuff happens politically, but, like, again, I'm not going to get into all of the, <laughs> the you know... Wars and acquisition of territory, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But all this to say, in 48 AD, Messalina is executed for plotting to kill her husband because she is, like, also growing more and more paranoid that, like, her son's not going to be able to – it's a whole thing. Sure. Um, So now, Claudius, he's single, baby. (laughs) And he had kind of said, like, I don't think I'll marry again, but the – his advisors were like, um, you're the emperor. So you should you probably need to get be married. married again. Yeah. Um, and Agrippina was like, hey, why not me? Your niece. <laughs> and but this is also what? So 48 is when uh, Claudius's wife was executed. That's yeah. a year after Agrippina's husband died. Oh, yeah. So that was clearly intentional. Oh, yeah. Planning yeah. on her part. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. was scheming. Yeah. Um, and Claudius's advisors were like, you know what? It's not a bad idea. You should do it. So, okay. You're like, you might be thinking like, okay, well, like relatives in this time get married to each other all the time. Like this isn't that weird. But I'll tell you what. They drew the line at an uncle marrying his own niece. They were like, no, 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 no. That's incest. We don't like it. Yeah. Because, well, because it's like, okay, cousins, it's all the same generation, right? And they're all. Yeah, I guess. You know, and if they get married, then we're keeping it in the family. But we don't want to keep it too in the family, yeah, I guess. Like, I guess. Ugh. But, which, by the way, like, Caligula definitely wanted to marry his sister, the one that I told you was, like, his favorite, because he was like, well, the Egyptian pharaohs did it. Mm-hmm. And Rome was like, we are not. Them, it's too though. much. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, they, they said, we, like, we'll do some stuff, but that's too much. <laughs> they were like, we're, like, decide, like, on purpose, not, like, Not the Egyptian. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, but anyway, so Roman society is like, no, 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 uncle niece, n- not so much. But all of his advisors are like, yes, 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 this is what we want to do. So they get the Roman Senate to pass a special law to allow Claudius and Agrippina to get married. Wow. 
So they are married. Guess when? New Year's Day of 49 AD. They did not. Oh, wow. And this makes Agrippina the Empress of Rome. All right, here we go. Um, she becomes a stepmother to Claudia Antonia, um, who is Claudius's daughter and only child from his second marriage. Because, he, by the way, he'd been married before. Uh-huh. Um, and then Claudia Octavia and Britannicus, who were from the marriage that just ended with the death of his wife. Nestle, okay. Right? Um, okay, so Agrippina is widely considered to be the first true empress of Rome because she wields her power. Mm-hmm. Um, she removes basically anyone from the palace or the court that she thought was still loyal to Messalina. Um, she got rid of anybody who was obviously a threat to her or her son. Mm -hmm. Um, in the year 50 AD, she is granted the honorific title of Augusta. Now this is a a big ol' honor. It basically makes her next under the emperor and also a living goddess, right? Because mm-hmm. they believe the emperor is the is Augustus, a is a living god, and she is next. Mm-hmm. Um, she's only the third Roman woman up to this point to receive the title and only the second living one. Wow. Um, because Augustus is wife i think also got this title but she had to wait till he was dead like she didn't you know what i mean like uh-huh. this wasn't while they were ruling right mm-hmm. so this is kind of unprecedented it's new um and she becomes agrippina really becomes a trusted advisor to claudius um she has a lot of influence by like 54 ad so very quickly she's mm-hmm. um making moves there are statues erected to her in cities across the empire. Um, her face appears on coins with her husband. Um, she has some power over the Senate. Um, and she would be able to, like, listen in to Senate proceedings from, like, another room. Like, she would be, like, behind a curtain listening because she's not allowed to be in the room because, you know, female. Mm. Um, but she... She knows everything that goes on. Um, also in 50 AD, remember I said we were going to come back to her birthplace? I just found this so interesting. Uh-huh. Um, so in 50 AD, Claudius had founded a Roman colony, and he called it um, Colonia Claudia Ara Agrippinesis, or Agrippinesis. Um, and that is Cologne today oh um so he named it initially after her the colony um and it was the only um roman colony to be named after a roman woman huh isn't that interesting it's very interesting i didn't know those were like the roots of the city of cologne cologne yeah Mm. now in 51 a.d claudius is persuaded to adopt agrippina's son lucius Okay. He is given a new name, Nero Claudius Caesar Drusus Germanicus, and then he wow. they call him Nero. After uh-huh. that. So we'll call him Nero from now on. Um, and he becomes Claudius's heir and his successor. Wow, this was the plan all along. Uh huh. Agrippina and Claudius decide to help solidify that power. That he, sh- Nero, should be married to his stepsister, Claudia Octavia, who will But we'll we call- won't draw the line there. No, no. Well, I mean, it's, I guess technically, like if this were a normal, uh, where they weren't already interwoven, like the parents mm-hmm. were interwoven, like the step-siblings typically would not be biologically related. So I guess right. that, but they are in this case. At, at the most, and-, and- you know, I say this with the contest, at the most, even if they were step-siblings, they might be cousins. Right. And that yeah, would yeah, be yeah. as closely related as they were. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's all gross, but you know. Yeah. 
Um, so we're going to call her Octavia from now on, by the way. That's what she goes by. So don't get mm-hmm. confused. Um, so they are arranged to be married. Um, Agrippina also arranges to have Seneca the Younger, who has been in exile, return to tutor Emperor Nero. So you'll hear a lot about Seneca tutoring mm-hmm. Nero. Agrippina made that happen because he was okay. a very prominent uh, thinker of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nero and Octavia are married on June 9th, 53 AD. Um, as time goes on, Claudia starts to regret marrying Agrippina, adopting Nero, <laughs> the whole gig. He starts regretting mm-hmm. all of it. Um, I mean, because, again, it's like, it's time. He's been on the throne for a while. Time for him to get weird and paranoid. <laughs> And Mm -hmm. also, it becomes pretty clear that Agrippina's been pulling all the strings, right? Mm -hmm. And no emperor likes to be like, what, I wasn't in charge the whole time? Yeah. But I I am the most important one, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Claudius starts to favor Britannicus, who you will remember is his son with Messalina. Mm -hmm. Um. And also Octavia's brother, you know, it's like a whole, it's so Mm -hmm. much to keep track of. Um, And he kind of starts preparing Britannicus to take the throne instead. Even though that's not the official declaration. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So on October 13th in 54 AD, Claudius, well, he dies. (gasps) How, How did that happen? That's wild. Well, could have, could have been sickness, could have been poison. <laughs> Who's to say? Um, Maybe of, poison? Yeah. A lot of the ancient sources say that um, he was poisoned with a plate of deadly mushrooms at a banquet. Well, how um, did those get there? But again, hmm. like we look at ancient sources and it's like, well, that's the story they told because that's what they thought was going on. Like we don't really mm-hmm. have proof right because you couldn't like test his test to see if he had been poisoned right Right. so nobody really knows but that's yeah what happened um it is possible he died of natural causes he was 63 so by those standards like it it's definitely possible yeah timing was um suspicious interesting now as soon as soon as Claudius dies, Agrippina starts working. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, the minute he passes. Mm-hmm. She starts trying to consolidate her power right away. She, first of all, keeps his death a secret. She doesn't tell anybody that he has died. She locks down the whole palace. The gates are blockaded. Exits are are blocked. Um, mm-hmm. And she introduces Nero, her son, uh, to the soldiers and the senators as the emperor. She says, my son is now the emperor because, remember, Claudius named uh-huh. him his heir. And he is kind of- This is very Game of Thrones. Okay. Like, yes. Game of, Game of Thrones, like the plot if, of that story is meant to be a little more like- uh-huh. medieval night kind of thing but, but the plots and the it, stories are so roman inspired i think it is real that a lot of it was actually based on this i, I think yeah that's something this, i read the whole time i've been listening to this i've been like this is game of thrones that's yeah. what this is like you game of thrones or to game of thrones so he nero doesn't have a lot of opposition because remember first of all legally yeah he's technically mm-hmm. the heir and also, she's filled he's, the court with people who yes, support him. Mm-hmm. And Nero is the grandson of who? Germanicus. Everybody's mm-hmm. favorite guy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the senators and definitely the soldiers are still very loyal to the memory of Germanicus. So they're mm-hmm. all like, cool. If you say so, that's our emperor. Um, he's like 17, I think, when he becomes the emperor. So, you know, his mom is still very much in charge. Pulling the strings, right? Yeah. Um, 
she is named a priestess of the cult of deified Claudius, which I don't know a lot about, but I just thought that was interesting. Uh-huh. Um, she gets to do a lot of the things that normally just the emperor would do. She holds court with Nero. Um, she, again, is allowed to visit Senate meetings from behind the curtain. Um, and she is on coins and statues with her son. Um, okay, so Nero, like I said, is about 17. So it's like he is grown. Mm-hmm. And he's... By these standards, he's old enough to be in charge on his own. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he's starting... He wants to make some of his own decisions. Um, but, you know, he trusts his mother. And he is like, okay, you know, early on in his reign, he has no real reason to challenge her yet. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't fully realize, like, how much she's kind of... How much influence she has. Right? Yeah. Um, but she kind of starts to lose her influence um, when Nero starts uh, an affair with Claudia Act or Acte, I think. Acte, I think, is how he would say it. Um, she is a what they call a freed woman, which means she was formerly enslaved. Mm. Um, and... Agrippina is like, no, 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 you cannot, no. But, um, like, also, these emperors had, like, a hundred affairs. Yes, and, it's not you know, the like, affair, yeah. it's who he's having the affair with. Right, but he they had affairs with everybody, all the yeah, time. Yeah, but Nero was not quiet about yeah. it. Like, he wanted to leave his wife. Okay. You know, and marry her, which was just mm-hmm. not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um... And, you know, they cut, this is kind of their first big, their first fight, you know, they're mm-hmm. like, he's like, well, you're, you're not my boss. You, you, you are my mom, but you're not <laughs> but my you're boss. Not my mom. Yeah, right. You're not my dad. Um, so they kind of get in a big And fight neither was them. my last dad. He know, wasn't my right? dad either. <laughs> neither were my last three dads. So take no, that. I only had one real dad and I, he was terrible. And he sucked. Yeah. Um, so because they're kind of fighting now, Agrippina is like, okay, well, watch this. And she starts throwing her support to, guess who? Britannicus, her oh former. Oh my gosh. Um, and she And this like, kid's just sitting here like, all and, right. And he's young too. I, I don't remember how old he was this time, but he's younger than Nero. Um, you know what? If you're not going to listen to me, then maybe this son will. <laughs> yeah, he must have, I think he was like 13. But I can't, okay. don't quote me on that because I just don't remember from my research. But anyway, so she starts hyping up Britannicus. She's like, he... Maybe he'll listen to me. He can he can come for the throne now, right? And she starts spreading rumors that Claudius <laughs> was poisoned. I wonder by who? And that Britannicus is actually the rightful heir. With That's the implication, so of course, being that it was Nero. But it's like, okay, why would he have done it, though? Who was in charge of right. him at that point? Exactly. You, girl. <laughs> um, but this causes Nero to panic. Because he's like, okay, do I take out my mom or my stepbrother? <laughs> Who's and more also, of a threat? Also brother-in-law, by the way. Right. My stepbrother-in-law. Exactly. <laughs> So I think he kind of decided, like, uh, I don't think now is the time to cross the allies of my mother. Um, <laughs> so, it's very early in his reign. Yeah. Those people that are loyal to her are just starting to become loyal to him. Exactly. Because they're right. only loyal to him because of her. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So at a banquet in February of 55 AD, Britannicus dies. Oh, I wonder what happened. Well, maybe it was poison. To say really, he did maybe it was have, poison. He did have an illness. I can't remember what it was now, but like it could have definitely killed him. That mm-hmm. is true. Uh-huh. Um, but the story goes that like he was Britannicus's body was like you know laid out for people because that's what they did, mm-hmm. and um, people noticed that it was discolored. In mm. a way that would indicate that he was probably poisoned. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's like we don't really know what happened, but that's probably what happened. Okay. 
In 56, A.D. Agrippina is forced out of the palace. Um, okay. Sent to live in a different imperial residence, but um, she's not allowed in the palace anymore. Now, she does still have some influence, though. This is not, like, the end of it all yet. Um, they She will write letters to him, and he'll still take her advice from time to time. But, um, you know, it just gets more and more hostile, right? Because mm-hmm. she's getting more and more frustrated He's taking her advice less often. He starts depriving her of all of her honors and a lot of the power that she built up. Um, He removes her Roman and German bodyguards, which is like a big, that's a big deal, right? Mm. Um, And he even threatens at one point to abdicate just to to make her mad. Just to spite her. And to just go live on the island of Rhodes and like leave it all behind. That's hilarious. Um, by mid 56 AD, she's basically forced out of all active participation in government. Mm-hmm. Um, she still has a lot of influence in Rome, though, because she, because her father is your man, Germanicus, right? Mm-hmm. And so she still has a lot of allies. Um, so Nero has a pretty good reason to still be fearful of her, even though he's basically cast her out. Mm-hmm. Um, she could have easily married one of his rivals and set kicked off like a civil war. Mm-hmm. Um, so She he, would have had the support to do it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So he decides, we got to get rid of mom. Agrippina. Okay. Okay, so here, remember when uh, earlier I said we're going to get back to the whole, like, how does it look to have something traced back to you thing? Uh Uh-huh. So this is where that really comes into play, because Agrippina still has the title Augusta, meaning she is a living goddess. Right. And outright assassinating her. Would not be a good look. It's not a cute look. Yeah. No, not a good look. So he really needs it to appear to be an accident or um, a suicide. Mm -hmm. So there are different accounts of what happened um, with Agrippina's death, mainly by three Roman historians. (laughs) I'm going to get all these names wrong. Okay. Tacitus, Suetonius, and Cassius Dio. These are the three ones we're going to talk about. So we're going to go through each of their accounts. There are similarities and there are differences. So we kind of just have to piece together what happened. Okay. So here's what Tacitus says. In 58 AD, Nero starts an affair with this noble woman named Papea Sabina mostly known as Sabina. Um, She wants Nero to divorce Octavia and marry her instead. But Agrippina is a big threat to this marriage because obviously the marriage to Octavia was her doing. Mm -hmm. And this woman is trying to drive a wedge between Agrippina and Nero. Mm -hmm. She reportedly... Sabina reportedly calls Nero, like, a mama's boy and, like, teases him because he won't do anything that, like, really would cross his mother. Mm -hmm. Um, So Nero, so in this account, this is the motivation and Nero decides to kill his mother. Okay. Um, Now, this is called into question because Nero and Sabina do get married, but not until 62 AD, so like a couple years after Agrippina's death, so it doesn't make like a ton of sense. Like, if that were the real motivation, they probably would have gotten married right away. Right away. what's stopping them. Um, So, and Tacitus also says that Nero considers poisoning or stabbing Agrippina, but those options seem really difficult and also very suspicious um so he decides to build a self-sinking boat now the boat is a recurring character in all okay okay so in this account again agrippina is aware of this plot like she knows by this point that her son is gonna try to take her down she knows Uh that um 
And, but she gets on the boat anyway, and she's nearly crushed by a collapsing uh, lead ceiling, Mm. but she is saved by the um, side of the sofa that breaks its fall. It doesn't hit her directly. Um, And it, but even though it misses her, it like crushes one of her attendants that is nearby um, but the fo- the boat doesn't sink from that. Um, so the crew, who is on board and part of the plot in this story, starts trying to sink the boat in other ways. Um, but Agrippina swims to shore and gets away. Uh-huh. And she is met there by crowds of admirers. Um, but the news gets back to Nero that she survived. And so he sends assassins to kill her. That's the first story. Okay. Okay. Still so ends with assassins, though. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So Suetonius says that the real motivation is just that Agrippina had so much control over Nero and he's sick of it. Now, to be honest, this account is, to me, seems like the most accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, but who knows, right? So in this story... Uh, Nero first tries to poison Agrippina on three separate occasions, but she, she, come on, she suspects somebody's going to try to poison her. She's probably suspected that her whole life, ever Mm -hmm. since she probably started poisoning other people. Mm -hmm. So she escapes this by taking the antidote in advance. Mm. According do you think do you think she was just drinking different poison antidotes like all the time i would be <laughs> before every meal she has like a little line of antidotes <laughs> wouldn't you if you were yeah <laughs> oh yeah um so his next try was to rig up a machine in her bedroom that would drop ceiling tiles onto her <laughs> as she slept what um but she again escapes this because she hears of the plan and it, nothing crushes her in her sleep. Right. So his final plan is to get her into a boat that will collapse and sink. Okay. So again, in this story, he sends her a letter saying, Hey, Mom, I want to make up. Let's be friends again. Come on over. Let's celebrate. Let's, uh, let's be friends. And while she's on the way... He arranges a, quote, accidental collision uh, between her galley and one of his captains. Mm. Um, And so she doesn't have a boat to get home now. This is all very elaborate. She doesn't have a boat to get home now. So he offers her his boat, which is a collapsible boat, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's like, yeah, I'm in. And then the boat sinks and she swims away and et cetera, et cetera. Um, And in this story, um, Nero receives word that she doesn't drown. The boat thing Mm -hmm. didn't work. Um, And he hears this from one of Agrippina's uh, freedmen. um, And he panics and orders one of the guards to like drop a blade behind this freedman's back so that he Mm -hmm. can accuse him of attempted murder and then he and then he says oh my mother must have arranged this and then he orders agrippina to be assassinated Mm -hmm. so he and then he makes it look like agrippina has committed suicide rather than you know face the fate of being assassinated that's that story okay (laughs) which again elaborate Uh uh-huh so the third story, kind of more similar to the the first, um, it, again, Cassius Dio really asserts that Sabina was probably the motivation behind his decision to kill his mother. Um, he designs a ship that will sink, that will the bottom will open up while they're out at sea. Um, and she is put aboard the ship, Agrippina, and after the bottom opens up, she falls into the water and she swims to shore. So Nero sends somebody to kill her. Um, And then he claims that Agrippina had plotted to kill him and then that she committed suicide and that's how she dies, right? Okay. That's the public story, right? Is that she 
ended her own life. Uh huh. So that's that's how it happened. Okay. <laughs> One of those ways. There was definitely a sinking boat involved. And then she was he probably... He sent some assassins to kill her, but She it was, was probably stabbed by someone else, and then it was made to look like a suicide. She had done it. Okay. Um, after her death, Agrippina is cremated. Um, when the word spreads that Agrippina has died, the Roman army, Senate, and lots of other people around the country... Start sending him letters of congratulations that he'd been saved from his mother's plots. Oh my gosh, that's so wild. they turned real quick on her. Yeah, of course <laughs> um, they did. During the rest of Nero's reign, Agrippina's grave is not covered or enclosed. Um, mm-hmm. Later on, her household gets her uh, tomb um, in Mycenaeum. I think that's how you say that i'm so sorry again i'm saying it wrong mm-hmm. um nero for the rest of his life felt very guilty and thought that his mother was haunting him he would have nightmares <laughs> about her Love that. and would see her ghost and he actually asked um persian magicians to ask for her forgiveness he like did this whole magical thing um but he he really was haunted by her the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I she, have a cat here. Sorry. I see that. That's okay. <laughs> She's Agrippina... trying to get up to her window seat. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the way. Go, Deli. Agrippina left memoirs of her life um, and all of the things that her family went through. And that is what Tacitus used as of when he was writing his annals, which was just like an historical account of the empire that he experienced um but her original memoirs have not survived they're gone now Hmm. but that's agrippina the younger that was good that was very interesting sorry delilah was licking my microphone (laughs) (laughs) she is a fascinating person she was she is um you know she wanted power sorry i have a cat um walking all over the keyboard delilah (laughs) for yourself there you go (laughs) Um, yeah, that was very interesting. She's so involved in much more than I knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know that much about her. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, reading through all of it, I was like, I, d- I guess I just, like, didn't realize how she was connected to the rulers that came before Claudius. Because I mm-hmm. knew she was empress when Claudius was on the phone. I just, er, throne, on the phone. Hello? <laughs> Claudius? <laughs> Claudius, hello. <laughs> um, yeah, so very interesting. A lot to keep track of. Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. But <laughs> that's all that we know. That's good. You want your Sawyer jokes? Yeah, give me that Sawyer joke. Okay. <laughs> I just read the whole thing for the first time. Okay. Great. Who refereed sporting events during ancient Rome? Who? The Roman Umpire. (laughs) That's such a good one. That's a quality one. That's a really good one. I really Um, like that. Excellent. Excellent. Great. Well, folks, we did it. Another episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Woo-hoo. Woo. That's all I know. (laughs) Great. I have no idea what's happening next time. Nope. Nope. We never do. We never do. We're also kind of recording this like kind of kind of early, yeah, like, earlier than we normally would. So I feel like by the next time we record, I'm gonna be like, "What the? What was even going on last time? Who are we? Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know." But um, if anybody has suggestions for other topics they would like to hear on the podcast, um, you can email us at rememberthatpod at gmail You can also follow us on Instagram at rttpod. And hey, maybe we'll be on threads someday. Who knows? I haven't knows? figured out how to do a second account. I haven't even touched it yet. Who knows? So. Um, but you can find us on Instagram still at RTTPod. And we would love it if you would leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to this podcast. And if you want to find me on the internet, I am at The Real Anna Webb. And I'm at ACW Nerdfighter. All right.
All right. So, who knows what's happening from here on Ever. out. <laughs> Ever. Right. <laughs> I don't right. know. I don't know. But until next time. Remember that time.